Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Around here, we'll be talking about all things expansion, going from good to great and from great to greatness. I'm your host, Barbie Collab. Get ready for your next level. Let's do this. I have been asked to record an episode on religious faith and manifesting for the longest time. And for some reason, it's like I couldn't get my thoughts straight. And then the other day, someone posted something and I was like, oh my goodness, I have so much to say on this topic. So I'm excited to finally bring this to you. First, I think that there's such a misunderstanding of what manifesting actually is. I think people think that it has something to do with dark energy or really, because normally people don't specify, they just say that it goes against the principles of what is taught in the Bible or that it just goes against their religious beliefs. So manifesting has absolutely nothing to do with manipulation. I think that the the underlying principle in people saying that it goes against their religious beliefs or their faith is that they think, and this might be you, so this episode is for you, but it's not only for people of faith, by the way, but they think or that you think or that people think that manifesting is trying to outdo or supersede God. And simply that is just not true. So, To manifest, if you were to look it up in the dictionary, it simply means to show up in your reality, to make evident. So think about a passenger manifest. What does that mean? It means that these are the passengers on the plane that have shown up. Or this is not a pretty image, but this is an example of the word, the, the verb manifest. So a rash manifested, so past tense, all over her neck. A rash became present or was made evident on her neck. A rash manifested all over her neck. So manifest in the way that we hear it in mainstream or just in the modern world right now, all over, manifestation has become very popular. And so I think sometimes, you know, marketing makes things seem really woo-woo or really kind of like, I don't know. I do believe that manifesting is mystical in the sense that it has to do with energy. Your energy matters. It's not just if you do this and that, you will produce another result or a certain result. And that is really the way that we've been operating for so long and why so many people are exhausted. We actually are spiritual beings. We are energetic beings. And so manifesting the way that I teach it and the way that I understand it has to do with really understanding how it is that our thoughts produce our reality, how our thoughts and beliefs affect our biology and how our energy, like our intuition, how we can use our intuition not to produce in the sense of manipulate, but to produce the life that we want, to create the life that we want. So 
I'm going to get into it with you about key concepts that really need to be understood. And again, this is for anyone and everyone. And you know what I thought? I'm like, wait, I wonder if this is a good topic for me to do on the podcast, because if you're listening to my podcast or if you have been listening for a while, I talk about manifesting. I talk about money all the time. So am I preaching to the choir? I don't know. But I think I imagine that there are some people that do listen to my podcast and they're like, oh, I don't know if I can tell my family that I'm quote unquote into manifesting because they're going to think that I'm going against God. And so let's rock and roll. The first thing that I'll say before we get into the key concepts that I want to share with you is that there are phrases all over the Bible around manifesting. And actually, my internet is down today. We were messing around with it last night, but you literally can just Google manifestation in the Bible and you're going to have so many. I mean, it is everywhere in the Bible. And to me, that makes sense because ask and you shall receive. It means that you have to have faith in order to receive. And isn't the Bible all about having faith or the kingdom of heaven is inside of us? That also has to do with manifesting. I don't know if you can hear my little dogs in the background. They are playing and having a ball. This is an exciting topic. Okay, the first key concept that I want to share is that we shape our reality. We create our reality. This doesn't mean that we can control or that we can manipulate our reality. An example of this is, for example, you have a loved one and you pray and you're all about thinking about the positive outcome, your subconscious mind. You do all the things for your subconscious mind to believe that healing is possible and then the loved one passes away. Some things in life we cannot control. Bishop T.G. Jakes calls it the God factor. Jordan Peterson, who is a clinical psychologist and philosopher, he calls it the random factor. And most recently, I've been getting into sacred geometry. I had heard about it, but I had a beautiful discussion with a friend, Vanessa, who we did the breathwork session with. And she mentioned sacred geometry. And I was like, wait, this is not so familiar. I have studied this a little bit. And so I went back to it. Of course, randomly, I opened up a book by Bruce Lipton. It's called The Biology of Belief. I opened up the book and it's right on the page of sacred geometry. Sacred geometry has to do with there being actual order when it looks like there is apparent chaos. So if you look at nature, sometimes you're like, whoa, even with a tornado, for example, or if you have a garden and you or you go outside and you see trees and you see leaves, nature can sometimes seem so random and disorderly and things may not make sense. But every single thing in nature has a fractal. So like if you take a look at a leaf, you're going to see like these little lines in the leaf, the same, the patterns in a leaf that repeat themselves over and over and over again to infinity and beyond. I'm thinking of that movie for the kids, but really to infinity that the pattern repeats itself, proving or showing that things are not actually random. 
that even though things in life that happen may not make sense to us, they make sense in the grand scheme of things. And I don't know if you find comfort in that, especially when you've lost a loved one. But when I read this paragraph, I bookmarked it. It was actually a physical book. I underlined it. I put wow on the side because it just soothed my soul. And I know that sometimes things don't make sense. It doesn't mean that we have to like the things that happen, but in the greater scheme of things, they're just part of a larger plan, whether you believe in God or not. Going back to the point that manifesting is not about controlling every single thing that happens in life. I mean, that's impossible, right? We're not sitting there with, I don't know, like a control system saying like, this is going to happen and I'm going to make this happen and that happen. I mean, we think that would be nice, but that actually sounds horrible. And I know that there are people out there, the evildoers of the world that are trying to do just that. But manifesting has more to do with the fact that our beliefs and our thoughts shape our reality. And I'm going to give you very simple examples, okay? If a person doesn't believe that they can heal, they have that in their subconscious mind, I can't heal. This is a program. The subconscious mind is a program. And based on the programs that we have in our subconscious mind, we act accordingly out into the world. And so if I don't believe I can heal, I am not going to be able to actually see the solutions that are in my mind. I've talked about the reticular activating system. So the reticular activating system is a little part of the brain above the spine that acts as a filter for the information that goes into the thoughts that we have that go into our mind. And so because we need that, we need such a system because imagine that we looked at all the information. If we open our eyes, right now I'm looking at a desk, window, and like a million little things. There's pebbles outside. I can see through the window. Imagine my brain didn't filter out what's important. What do I need to know? What don't I need to know? So the same thing happens when we have a thought. I don't believe I can heal. So if that's the thought that I'm having, then my reticular activating system is only going to look for things that match my subconscious programming. And you know what? That doesn't serve me. That doesn't serve any of us. To have beliefs that are outdated, to have beliefs that are not for our highest good. And that is something that happened with me. I didn't even realize that I thought that I couldn't heal. And it was when I went to see a doctor, Dr. Neil Nathan, who wrote a book, Healing is Possible, and he said, you have to believe with every cell of your being that you can heal. And that's when it woke me up and I had like this clarity and awareness. Like, oh my God, I have not been believing that I can heal. And so the second thing that happened, so the first thing is, well, my mind wasn't open to solutions. But the second thing that happened was that my body was producing stress hormones, which were making me sicker. So it's like a downward spiral. And the research supports this, that our thoughts and beliefs actually make us sick. They can make us sick. You've heard the expression, you know, I was worried to death. Literally, when you worry, 
you are producing the chemicals and hormones of stress, and those are affecting your wellness or the perpetuation of your illness. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this all the time and actually in all of his work. So let's take the opposite, okay? Imagine that you believe that you can heal. You have your reticular activating system that is looking for different ways that your body can heal. So if you've done the subconscious programming, so whether it's through meditation, whether it's through prayer, well, meditation and prayer are actually similar and it does require faith. So the subconscious programming through like hypnosis, because for me to believe that I could heal, first it was the awareness, but then also I actually do hypnosis to reprogram this belief somewhere in my mind that if I heal, that I would be leaving people behind, the people that, who have been sick that I've bonded with. And so I had to reprogram that. But if you believe that you can heal your brain, your subconscious mind, and you reprogram your subconscious mind, your reticular activating system is looking for solutions. When you believe that you can heal, you start producing feel-good hormones, chemicals that actually start making you feel better. When you believe that you can heal, you start taking actions, you start doing things, looking for information, which is going to cause a chain reaction. And that chain reaction is going to be a positive one. And so in this one example, you see very clearly what you believe. There's a fork in the road. You can go one direction where it's towards dis-ease or cause a negative spiral, or you can go in the opposite direction where you produce a positive upward spiral of health and healing. The same is true with money. The same is true your beliefs about money. If you don't believe that you can make money and you have all this programming that says money's bad, money's evil, you can't be spiritual. If you have money, if you create money, and that's the way you've been programmed as a child, guess what? It's going to be really, really difficult for you to overcome this subconscious programming. And so you might have some desires to have a great life, to provide for your family, to go on trips. But if your subconscious mind doesn't believe that it's a good thing, they're in conflict and you're not going to be able to produce the result. How is that being against God? So it's not because wouldn't God, even if you don't believe in God and you're listening into, if you're listening to this podcast, don't you think that if it's God, that he wants the highest good and you being your best person is for the highest good. And if you believe in source or just like some kind of higher power, or even if you believe in nothing, wouldn't the world benefit from you being your best self? To me, the answer is so clear. The second part of this episode has to do exactly with our subconscious programming. Our subconscious is programmed. That is not a theory. We are programmed from inception, from the time that we are in the wound to the age of six, the information in our outside world that comes via our parents, society, the things that we hear even within a subhearing level, they're purely downloaded into our subconscious. So they're not even filtered out. Our brain is operating on theta waves at that point. So 
children are in fact highly suggestible. It's not just like, oh, children are suggestible. No, really, they are. Their brain is just a little tape recorder. And so this is a survival mechanism from the age of inception to six. We download everything that is in our environment and we use that as a map, as an operating manual to go about into the world. Otherwise, we wouldn't know how to be in the world. And so an example of this is, I can use myself as an example, is I, when my brother had cancer as a child, you know, a lot of the attention went to him. And my mom was doing the best that she could as a single mom. When we had first moved to New York, I was separated from my mom and then we were reunited. But the way that I received the attention was through achievement, through getting the gold stars. And so my subconscious mind was like, okay, like it was a fact. Every time, like you don't get attention and you do this, so I get good grades or I'm a good girl in school, then my teachers give me the accolades and I get the attention and they get the gold stars and that feels so good. That was a program that I took into adulthood. And it was a good program in many ways. It was a good program in many ways because it made me be successful. But my program was, if I do well, I'm going to get the attention. Well, of course we want the attention. So I did well. I did well as an adult. I do well as an adult. The problem was that my subconscious also didn't see that the interpretation that I had given myself was the message that I got was, and it wasn't true, is you're not worthy. So there was a feeling of unworthiness that came. You're not getting the attention. Your brother's getting all the gifts. So you're not worthy. Now you have to prove your worth. I have to seek outside validation. And that is something that I've had to reprogram. And I'm so excited to talk about this in my new course, I Manifest, which actually starts April 20th. So if it's already on the way as you're in the way or like in progress, there we go. As you're listening to this, you're absolutely welcome to still jump into the program. I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. But as an adult, I don't want to seek validation from anything outside of myself anymore. I want to be able to do things because they bring me joy, because I'm making an impact, not because I want to prove how worthy I am because I am worthy. And if you believe in God, then you know that you are worthy. You know that you are worthy. However, the subconscious programming is real. I know way too many people whose parents told them, you know, you're not good enough or you're this or you're that and you'll never be able to do this. Well, that's absolutely a program. But there are like in my case, where simply my brother seemed to get all the gifts and all the attention, it wasn't abuse. It wasn't purposefully neglectful. I mean, I can see it with my dogs. You know, if one of the dogs gets sick, my attention is with the dog that's sick. And now I'm aware because I'm consciously parenting our dogs. We are. But the attention goes to the sick one. And so... I can see how the subconscious programming happens, even though as a dog parent, I do my best. So that is just one example. 
So another example, another quick example is say you saw your mom and dad always interacting in a certain way. Okay, so for example, every time that your mom needed some money for something from your dad, then she would act a certain way. Well, that's a program that goes straight into your subconscious. And that was like, okay, this is how we do things in life. And so you might find yourself repeating that pattern with your partner or with your spouse, even though you may be the breadwinner or you are both the main breadwinners, or even if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're repeating that pattern of what you saw with your parents, if you don't do the work of awareness and of reprogramming, you're going to keep repeating this pattern because you don't know any better. And maybe this is not the way, if you thought about it, that you want to be. Maybe you want to have a different kind of relationship where you don't have to feel like you're, say, begging for money. And then with the awareness comes clarity. And then you can do the reprogramming and you can take whatever steps, which I talk about in this episode. I definitely talk about it in I Manifest so that you can create and influence a different outcome. So you can manifest the life that you desire because once you have different internal beliefs, so your subconscious is programmed and you believe something different, I can heal. I can have a beautiful relationship with my spouse. I can attract the right person that I'm not going to repeat, for example, your alcoholic parents' patterns. But reprogramming is necessary And once you reprogram, you can take certain action that is going to produce certain results, okay? So if your desires, your wishes, and your hopes, which you're carrying in your conscious brain, this is the part of you that is able to do the things, if your thoughts, desires, your wishes, and hopes are not matching the programming, the subconscious program, there's going to be a conflict. There's going to be a conflict and you're going to have a really difficult time producing the results. And it's so clear to me, it's never been clear to me that this is what is happening and why so many people are not achieving the beautiful life they deserve. Even if you're extremely successful, like I see this with myself. I see that even though I've been extremely successful and I I was able to manifest my, seriously, my dream husband, I can see that there are certain, uh, there's another level and I'm playing out certain patterns in my life from my childhood. And now that I'm aware, I'm like, oh, I get to reprogram these so I have an even, I can reach greater heights. And so greater heights, you define that. You define that. It doesn't necessarily have to mean more money, but it can mean more money. It doesn't necessarily have to, maybe you're happy with your career. I want to be able to achieve a certain level of impact in my business without having to kill myself and my body with work. And so I know that I am working through some reprogramming of what I believe is possible. Okay, so but you get to define what you believe is possible and what you desire. But what you believe is possible on a subconscious level has to match what you believe is possible as in your waking state, in your very conscious brain. So I hope that this episode was enlightening for you. There is no manipulation. Manifestation is about learning what the tools are, what the frameworks are, becoming aware so that you can create the best life. And 
I've probably said it several times in this episode, wouldn't God desire this for you to create the very best life? And if you are not a believer, this is why I love human design so much, is that it sort of shows you the way to live your life in the most self-expressed way, which benefits everybody. It's for the highest good of all. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode from my soul. It's been so on my heart, on my mind. And I can't believe, I guess, you know what? I wasn't able to produce this episode for over a year or about a year. I, I tried. I'm like, I don't really know what I'd say. And then this weekend, it came to me so clearly and I knew exactly what I wanted to share with you. Okay, last thing, make sure to join the Magnetic Portal community if you're not already a part of it. And you know, I would love your review on Apple. If you love this podcast, I would be delighted to receive a review from you. It's like pulling teeth to get people to write a review. But if you enjoy this podcast, that's my ask. All right, have an amazing day and I will see you next week. If you loved this episode and if you're loving my podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. They really do make a difference in spreading the word and having more people be impacted. Also, I'd love for you to join me in my Facebook community called The Magnetic Portal. You can find the link in the show notes. I'll see you next time.